But how about that Kenzo Shibata, who's in the uh, Chicago Teacher Union? He could get 30 protesters on the ground in an hour with one crossbow. Midori is the anti-Kenzo Shibata. Agree. If the corporate school reformers were really committed to making life better for the poorest children in our country, they would stop making such asinine comments and declare, as educator Kenzo Shibata once said, poverty shouldn't be, period. So you're on the bargaining team. Students are out of classes. You typically every day are in the classroom, you're with your students. So what does it feel like to be not in the classroom, actually out on the street? It's absolutely awful. <laughs> I would say that you know the fact that we have the solidarity in the streets is a very motivating factor. Yeah. I really miss my students. I teach Chicago history and civics, two classes that I love. I have amazing students. You know, I miss all 150 of them every day. Uh, before we went out on strike, they all told me that they, they stand up for us. Um, one of the students relayed this anecdote to me about how she has a number of allergies and there's never been a nurse around when she's had an allergic reaction in the school. So I told her that this is you know, a fight that we have for her because every student deserves you know, the quality uh, care workers, small class sizes, and experienced teachers.
Hello, uh, welcome to this week's Meet the Left. I am guest hosting. My name is Janelle Jolly. I uh, have my own show called What's Left to Do, uh, and I'm happy to be here with you all this afternoon. Let's start introing our guests for today. Uh, first up, we have Christina Oaks. Uh, you guys have probably seen her on Twitter. Uh, on, uh, sorry, Twitter, Jesus Christ. You've seen her on Twitter, but you've definitely seen her on Twitch uh, as she has her own her own stream. Uh, I'm Christina, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next, we have Kartik. Uh, you've seen him on Twitter. You've seen him uh, on Left Flank Bets. He, uh, that's, a, that's a podcast that he is affiliated with. Welcome, uh, Kartik. How are you doing today? I am great. Spoiler alert, I interviewed Kartik for What's Left to Do, and that'll be coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. And our final guest uh, today is Cole. Where you at? There we go. <laughs> y'all, hey. you all are probably extremely familiar with him uh, and his uh, his Twitch stream as well. Welcome, Cole. How's it going? I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. Okay, everyone. Top of the list. Top of, yes, top of the list. We'll say that. Uh, we have, first up, <laughs> what seems like a forever thing that we're going to be dealing with goddamn COVID uh, and grief. Um, I I think, um, you know, there have been reports out this week uh, that, you know, in addition to the, the scary news about Omicron um, and, you know, that, you know, being nerve wracking, uh, you know, levels of grief and anxiety and depression are uh, are increasing um, as a as a result of this pandemic. Um, so we'll start there. Who wants to who wants to kick it off? Mm, I could. Okay, Christina. Um, so I have dealt with COVID many different ways in the past year. My father died from cancer. And because of COVID, it was almost impossible for him to get the regular uh, like treatments that he needed, like uh, MRI scans because small cell lungs, lung cancer either spreads to the liver or the brain. It ended up spreading to the brain. I had a friend who died from COVID. He fought it once. He developed anemia because of it. And because of the fact that he developed anemia, he was susceptible to getting COVID again. And unfortunately, wow. his second battle, he died and he was only 34. Wow, 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 wow. I've had friends who are now dealing with uh, family members who are on hospice, who are on ventilators, who are dying from COVID. Mm -hmm. Some of them are not vaccinated, unfortunately. But um, it's it's what's funny about COVID is the fact that we're told that if we just keep keep it going, it'll eventually get weaker and weaker and weaker. But it just doesn't seem like we're going to be getting out of this anytime soon. Nope. I'm with you on that. Uh, Kartik, you uh, you have a personal story, uh, maybe, to share. Yeah, I, I had COVID like a month ago. Um, thankfully, nothing that uh, you know the the condition itself wasn't wasn't bad. Uh, but actually, uh, I thought that I was kind of over it. Uh, but just a week later, I started getting like these pretty bad, getting like a pretty bad acid reflux scenario, which uh, I heard was. I mean, like I went to the I had to go to the ER like a week ago, and uh, uh, I found that, uh, I mean, they, they basically said they don't have an explanation for what's going on, other than the fact that maybe something got triggered by COVID. So I actually need to get an endoscopy done uh, soon. Uh, but for now, I'm like on some medication that seems to be so far, at least like touch wood, uh, working out, and I'm like, more or less dealing with it. Um, that's why, like, I mean, like, I had to flip my entire, like, diet regimen and all of that. Like, I'm eating, like, totally bland food and everything. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I honestly don't know how much to attribute to COVID. So, I, I'd i be speculating at this point. But uh, I, I know for a fact that I didn't have any of this before uh, I got COVID. And I was twice vaccinated. So, wow. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's, so you had to, so you had to change your entire diet to, to accommodate the, the random influx, the, sorry, acid the reflux. reflux. Yeah. Um, because like, yeah, because I couldn't, uh, I think like basically some lining got damaged somewhere. I don't know to what extent uh, my stomach and like my food pipe. So I just had to make sure that I eat food that doesn't really irritate any of that. So I'm basically eating boiled stuff with salt and uh, like, that's basically it. Like boiled <laughs> vegetables and 
face and just side, plain side. So you've got your own, you've got culinary grief that you're dealing with as a result of COVID uh, wrecking your body a little bit. You know, I, I have to say, like, I, I maybe this is like me being a naive optimist in most scenarios. Like, I, I still, uh, I kind of use this opportunity to, like, turn my uh, routine and life around a little bit. I kind of want to, you know, like, because I also turned 30 recently. So I realized that this phase is going to be, like, me dealing with uh, uh, my body not being like just as prone to uh, dealing with abuse as much as before. Like I used to be abusing my body and like eating all kinds of shit and whatnot. Uh, but I just like woke up one day and I was like, I was in the ER and I was like, uh, I think, I guess I should like start eating healthier and um, developing better habits and whatnot. So um, I don't know. I have COVID to thank for that, I suppose. But um but on the other hand, I'm also grateful for the fact for the fact that it didn't end up being worse than what it was. Sure, of course. Cole, what about what about you? How are how are you handling COVID stuff in the in the Great North? Well, I, I don't, you you probably have not seen, but I literally cover like anti-mass rallies. I show up to those things. I'll show up, you know, two, three deep compared to four or five thousand. Um, I literally mentored and sort of trained a guerrilla journalist because there's not too many independent guerrilla journalists out here. My buddy Kareem is a lawyer. Um, before that, though, um, I was a homeless uh, homeless shelter case manager. Mm-hmm. So what I would do, um, I would say as soon as COVID started ramping up to Santa Clara County, what they did was they drafted me and other homeless shelter you know, case managers. You know, They just drafted us to work in, at the COVID hotels. Mm-hmm. So what that was was um, – at these hotels, it was a hotel to go to if you did not have a place to go to to quarantine, you know. Um, the only thing that I learned um, of through this COVID, uh, through all of this is, you know, just basically um, that America was pretty much founded on valuing uh, our property slash money over people. And that legacy continues. Um, I would say that America is functioning exactly as intended, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about let's 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 take it back a little further. Let's take it back to you know when smallpox and things like that were infecting you know the colonies and things like that. Yeah. Um, what you had was cat was was capital and labor being affected. So you had to vaccinate people. You right. know you had to vaccinate this and that and the other. Even you know among um, black people because this was sort of I think believe post Civil War. But when you look at there was a New York Times article detailing like hey you know maybe we should have medical and health care for all. And it was rejected because of the nature of, hey, then too many black people would be healthy, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's look at, you know, let's look at today, right? When I returned to uh, the United States about a month ago to headline DJ Club in New York and headline, mm-hmm. um, I ended up being delayed there because it was so difficult for me to get a PCR test. It was yep. very dis- difficult for me to get one, but I got one. I got one because, and I'm shit you not, um, a combined $600, $700 you know, was taken for me to, I had to get two extra hotel nights. Mm-hmm. I had to get the test. I had to get it expedited. And only through the generosity of fans, as well as my, my, my closest confidant and, and best friend, uh, Nia, you know, of course, like you said, Forrest, you were there. I was able to get one. Mm-hmm. So again, because I had the money, I was able to get someone to come to the place, come to, come to the hotel, test me and get those results expedited. Yep. Now keep in mind, I also had to get my plane delayed. That's right. Two days. So because of the nature of me being fortunate enough to get money together, mm-hmm. I was valued based on that. Yep. So, you know, I cope, I, I, you know, when it comes to Canada, like, yeah, you know, example, um, Nia came up here, as you uh, know, Christina Antonia was here with us uh, first at Andre Domis's place, you know, where we had a live show there. And then she stayed with us for a week. The rules to get back into the United States literally changed as that happened. Um, even up here in the small town I live in, Sudbury, within a square mile, there were seven places to get a PCR test as well as a rapid test. Um, people are angry actually because it cost thirty dollars to get the tests. Yeah, like we were pissed about that. You yeah. know, like whoa, no, 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 it shouldn't even cost that. Rightfully so. Right. But I was able to get her a test, get her everything she needed for a rapid t- test, whatever. Within, like I said, I live in a very small town or what is considered to be a small town. Now, the difference between the United States and Canada is it's just as racist. It's really basically an LLC for the United Kingdom to get oil. <laughs> but they they, they, they are not, the, the basis of their country is not, you know, Repatient. they care just a little bit enough yeah. to give you some health care. 
while still genociding First Nations, but giving you some health care. But the United States is so rooted in hate and so rooted in their rugged individualism, I will do as I please, that they, you know, you have this system that's created and will continue until the United States either breaks up or just doesn't exist in the same function. I mean, just take a look at, hey, we need to expedite, you know, student loan stuff. That's a priority. And in the same week saying, oh, you want to give everybody a test? Did everyone get a home test? You know, that's what that's what America is based on. So long as, as, as capital is, if capital is able to function, if labor is able to function while still continuing to get rich, then it is, you know, a system that is functioning as intended. No one cares that Kartik can't, you know, could barely afford what he needed. You know, Kartik, you and I talk personally, you know, you, you know, no one cares that Christina, sadly, your father died. You know, I was with you through most of that and still with you today. You know, I'm one of your biggest supporters. I love you very much, as you know, you know, whatever I can do for you, you know, I do it, you know. Yeah. Th those values are not inherently American. Those values are just the fact that I, I care about people. So I act on them as best as possible. That's not American That's at right. all. That's no right. one gives a shit that I care about that. No one gives a shit about the lives you've lost, Christina. No one cares that, Carter, you could go broke just trying to live. America doesn't give a shit about that. So that's why we are where we are and we'll continue to be there until um, America as it is or even the name itself will no longer exist. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm I not there. Yeah, right. You made the you made the right choice. I think it was so interesting. Um, just to piggyback on what you said, Cole was they can um the the, the administration. You know, they built themselves on on being you know the competent you know administrators, leaders that were going to like you know get us out of the Trump mess. And that is yet to materialize. Something as simple as you were saying, as you were speaking about the testing. Um, you know, if you if you want testing to be universal. You, you make it free to everyone. You send every household, I don't know, two tests for every person who lives in the household so you can test twice a month so we can get our arms around like how bad this thing is, you know, who's getting who's getting it where and, you know, get some surveillance in place. But no, because, you you know, you still have to involve, uh, you know, the healthcare companies and, and you know, have people have people um, uh, run around trying to get reimbursed for a test. Who wants who wants to do that? Who who wants more more um, interaction with the healthcare company than absolutely necessary? So, what's the effect of this going to be? Not 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 what it was intended. Not getting people tested regularly so that we have an idea of what's going on and you know and you know maybe if we just you know, close our and, eyes. You know, if I could interrupt interrupt you, think about think about this. Think about you know. Um, Think about what's going on with Amazon, correct? Uh, with the, we're not with there per, per, no, no, no. I'm going to make a, a okay. overlying point. Okay, you know, you have, you know, you, everybody knows, you know, a couple people dying, three people dying. That's oh, those are murders, things like that. Yep. Fifty to fifty people say being trapped, hundred people trapped. Yep, those are statistics. These yep. COVID deaths, they are statistics. Statistics multiplied by you know uh, economic loss and capital mm -hmm. equals the United States valuing that economic loss over people. So in the end, this is what we're stuck with until it ends. And I, when I say end, I don't mean COVID until the United States. Mm. And I, I found interesting to st statistic to that point. Like so far with COVID deaths, the official number of COVID deaths being, you know, over 800,000, like that's more than what, what, you know, this country suffered in the Civil War, like losses. And it's been, you know, two years barely. So, yeah, yep. um, I don't know. It's breathtaking. The incompetence that's still um, tolerated and 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 run amok in this. When you know we, there are we, there are global examples of you know competent handling to to get a lid on it and stop the spread. But all these things are off the table because because as you said, you know, capital. We're not New Zealand, huh? We're not New Zealand. Yeah, right. We're not New Zealand. We're certainly not China. Um, but it's like you know there there is a path, but. That would that would encumber capital too much. So of course, you know, we've got to step back. And did you guys did you guys see that they um they uh re-updated? I guess like the you know Trump was carrying around that um it was like a map of all the countries and how they've done in the crisis. And it's an obviously bullshit map that's like, but it's like very clearly slanted towards uh, Western Europe, the United States, and Canada. Mm -hmm. But like they couldn't they couldn't give them like the top marks. So you see, it's literally just a map of. Like all of the like the quote unquote like first world countries like you know the U.S., Europe, Canada are all like in in like orange or something, and green is supposed to be the most uh, the best. So it's like one one mark below, and then all the countries in like Asia and Africa are like you know like another one down, and then and Russia, and then like so it's like literally just like a the most slanted map ever, and they updated it for some reason. <laughs> and yeah. you know, ridiculous. 
USA. USA. <laughs> but uh, that the the stopwatch hit ten like a minute ago. Okay. Just to just to, I mean just to keep it moving because Cole has to sure, leave sure. in half an hour. But well, uh, I would love to hear what everyone uh, has to say about the development so far in in Miss Nasty's trial. Take it away. Whoever wants to start, go for it. Because oh. I'm following super well, closely. Just to, so. just to intro it really fast, um, the <laughs> prosecution officially arrested on Friday. Oh, wow. So their part of the case is over. Um, I guess starting next week, I think they're taking three days off or something. And then starting next Thursday, the defense is going to make their case. Gotcha. So that's, that's where they are in the trial. Okay. All, All right. right. I think it's funny that they're trying. They try to portray her as like a victim of Jeffrey Epstein, like, oh, she didn't know what she was doing, or she was coerced into doing it, and I'm over here like, right. <laughs> uh, there are pictures of her like giving him massages and shit like that. Like you, no, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Every man, every like cult figure, or like just awful awful man Mm -hmm. has a best lieutenant that is always a female Mm -hmm. who does all the dirty work lord Voldemort, bellatrix lestrange uh jim jones and his mistress carolyn morlayton like it's it's so clear Mm -hmm. that she was very much involved in getting the girls and also being involved in doing uh sexual uh inappropriate sexual acts with these girls right my mom found it interesting. She's like, I thought Court TV would air this trial. And I'm like, mm, it's a little bit too triggering. Yeah, that's right. No, absolutely not. Uh, Karthik? Apparently, they didn't even uh, bring in a lot of the witnesses or something like that, that they made a poor case or something. I haven't been following it as much as I, uh, mostly because I, I guess I kind of, I don't I don't know, like, like you mentioned, uh, Christina, that uh, it just feels like, they kind of want to be at least seeming more lenient toward her. So I don't know what the, what the outcome is going to be. I don't know if she's also not going to kill herself um, or something. Um, She'll be they finished yeah. each other's sentences. <laughs> but, <I'm> t- <laughs> but, but at the same time, I kind of uh, also noticed uh, because I follow the true and on feed, that's basically my go-to for whatever news uh, comes from this trial and, and I just feel like uh, they didn't even try to make a strong case or something like that. They didn't bring in a lot of witnesses and uh, nobody covered it on any media. Um, and, and and like they, they would even do a lot of puff pieces about all of the kinds of stuff. I forget what they were doing uh, while this trial was going on. Uh, I mean, they didn't cover Assange either. So it's not like the two really high profile trials going on at the same time. And like there was really no coverage uh, on any, uh, you know, uh, mainstream network um so i don't know what to expect uh or i don't know what is about to happen i just feel like it's it's kind of like the same old stuff that is being hashed out like um we, all this was stuff that we i feel like we kind of knew uh there hasn't been anything new that has surfaced that other than the fact that the people that we know who did this or like who went on the plane or whatever did did more number of times I think the most damning thing was um, supposedly that uh, there was some visit to the White House or something um, under Clinton, which uh, I think was a, was a big revelation or something. I, I might be mistaken, but like uh, something along those lines, I feel like I don't I don't know. It, it's maybe it's the nature of the thing that like I don't feel as damned by it as you know maybe I should be, which which could be like they could be succeeding at uh, desensitizing us to this stuff. So I don't know. Well, I think uh, honestly, worst, what to expect. The worst and most like shocking things, you know, came out previous prior to this trial. It's been years now, so it's like how much how how much grosser could things get? I don't know, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, Cole. Sure, um, I want you guys to know. I feel absolutely nothing about any of this because, I mean, uh, my mom from Brazil, she speaks Portuguese. My father, you know, he's from the United States. Literally, product products of rape and enslavement. Okay. Um, this country is founded on mass rape. I mean, I mean, this is the way it was supposed to be. You literally, you literally have, you know, a lot of these, uh, especially, especially evangelical states, they don't even ban child marriage, etc. Wow. Like this is the way it was supposed to be. This is what it, look at look at the abortion laws, Roe v. Wade, etc. Mm-hmm. This is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. 
this is this is this is the United States as a whole, as well as the rest of the, the rest of the West and how it was founded. Again, I cannot stress to everyone why would why would this be reported on? Look at look at the Cuomo brothers. Look at uh, Chris Cuomo's producer. Yeah, I mean this is this is this is a this is a function of a system and the way it was intended. This is what they wanted. This is what they're getting. She will get off very lightly. The portrayal of her as a victim absolutely makes sense because she's white. Why, why, why would it be anything else? <laughs> so again, I, I feel nothing. I don't hardly even think about it. Right. Yeah, I think I think I'm mostly there because you know the damage has been done and it was done at the highest levels of you know our our political and our economic elites um, for years in plain sight. So whatever happens now will be wholly inadequate to the to the to the abuse, to the trauma, to the to the pain that was experienced by the victims, um, and people knew and they were fine enough. So it's like, I mean, you know, they don't make any exceptions for rape, incest, and like yeah. I said, you see the entire evangelical, especially the Republican side, you know, but also the Democratic side. They make no effort to, you know, like I said, this is this is what they want, this is what they enjoy doing. Yeah. That's why I laugh. I always laugh when people would be like. Oh yeah, it's a you know it's a conspiracy that they do it in, in behind. I, I don't know a single pe- I don't know because I've working at a homeless shelter. I had clients who were pedophiles, etc. Like they did it to people they knew, etc. All these people who were accused, it's out. People know. That's right. You know who it is. That's right. You know, like you know who it is. You know what they do. You know, it's right. like there's nothing secret about it. Right. It's just a matter of how far you're willing to take it to the bounds of acceptability. Go too far. And say, hey, we should do something so we at least can pretend like we care. Huh. Look at uh, Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. I mean, Roman Polanski, he literally like left the United States because he knew that he would be going to prison. But okay. he was still respected as a director. Same with Woody Allen. But it okay. wasn't until that documentary that came out, people were like, oh, she was not lying. Mia Farrow was not coaching her daughter to say Woody right. Allen did these things Mary to her. Mary's like, stepdaughter, guy. <laughs> like, that, we, that shouldn't even be different. Yeah. People like people like the oh well she's adopted and technically he didn't raise her I'm like yeah but she's still technically family it's still disgusting still gross yes absolutely and lastly I'll I'll say this to where you're saying Christina we I've known you know since I was I want to say about 11 12 13 I want to say like 95 96 when R Kelly married Aaliyah the entire black community knew we all knew in the mid 90s Janelle I know you knew that's correct rappers niggas a lot of niggas was not fucking with R Kelly after that Nas said no absolutely mm-hmm. but again we are not a part of a system that can get anything to be done about it mm-hmm. people don't trust black women with their experiences in the first place let alone somebody like a superstar R Kelly genuinely one of the most talented and influential uh, musicians and singers of our time no question but if no one's gonna do anything about it, again, we we black people aren't the system. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. It took an, it took a documentary for anyone to do anything about it. It took entertainment to get the police to do anything again mm-hmm. because those things are acceptable. Right? It was it's considered a, a joke. It wasn't as bad. Or, I mean, it it wasn't R. Kelly level, but like Russell Simmons, you know, he fled the country because of yes. you know his his wrongdoing um, was gonna. Yeah, him and him and Brett Ratner. Yep, that's right. So it's like. Yeah, this is this is rampant, um, rampant, unfortunately, like throughout the culture, and I think pr- you know primarily where you know there's a lot of power and money tied up. You get you get the most secrets uh, and, and the most um, uh, you know debased behavior kind of uh, turned away from. It is the culture, and yeah, when you're right. powerful enough, you can join in on that. That's right, and you can ride on the Lolita Express twenty three times, and you'll still be you know in polite society and giving speeches for yes. thousands of dollars. Yes, just like just like one of the heirs to the DuPont family, you know? Mm-hmm. Raping a infant child. Oh god. No jail time. And we're being poisoned by them too, by the way. Yep. That's right. No jail time. So you know, what am I what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I'm I'm supposed to not remember that this is exactly what was intended. This is why those motherfuckers left England and did what they did. This mm-hmm. was their intention. This is what they wanted. Nobody else wanted them. So they had to come here. So this, you know, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think about the idea that like Epstein was essentially, I mean, he was a sacrificial lamb, right? Like all of these people were powerful that were uh, hanging out around him that, you know, so they wanted one high profile trial kind of to get people to, you know, pay attention to this one incident when like all of these other kind of pedophile circles are going on in other, I mean, in other areas, everybody's kind of implicated in it. They silence him. 
the the same case that they're going to use against Epstein gets used against um, Jillian Maxwell, pretty much, right? Like the reason they didn't pull her in is because they had to get the um, they had to get Epstein's case essentially fitted for her, hmm. um, because you know as her second in command. But it's not as I mean, it's not as uh, you know people aren't paying attention to it as much because it's not Epstein. Sure, but yeah. it feels no. like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's what makes me. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Carsey. No, that's what makes me wonder what the. I mean, this is obviously smoke and mirrors. I feel like to an extent, and and I and I really want to understand what's going on behind the scenes because you know, like with Weinstein coming down and this, like, there's a lot of like business money that got moved, and like you know, I I don't I don't really claim to understand um, any of this. Um, I mean, I I can understand the the ethos of it, like it's basically these are all fucked up people, and this is what they do, etc. But um, why this is going down now and like you know why not before etc who's doing this who's behind like the kind of takedown if if it if that's what's going on like that's i guess like to some extent it you know makes me curious about it but at the same time i don't know if the, if anybody's even up to the task of really unearthing or uncovering right. what actually is going on so that's kind of like you know where we're drawing a blank i suppose yeah, I think I don't. That's a good question because I don't. It is. It is curious. It's like why now? It's you know if this has been going on since you know the early '90s or maybe even before that. Like why now? What are the what are the structures? What what are the nature of the structures that uh, were complicit in the silence? And like how have have they changed truly? Or 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 is this a part of I don't know like uh, diverting attention? I don't know, away from our material depravity. I don't know, but it's just, it is like, why now? And like, what are what is different about like the gatekeeping uh, in the media or, or law uh, now versus, you know, 20, 30 years ago? Good question. Um, that I mean, one of the things might be that he was an intelligence asset for, like there's evidence he was for the CIA. There's as evidence there was for Mossad um, and they sure. kind of needed him. And I don't think you can ever really know why they don't need him anymore, but it feels like, they're willing to throw him under, you know, you know, I mean, like put him on a high-profile thing because whatever he was doing for them, and whatever kind of role that he was playing within the intelligence state, within, you know, it could be any number of things. But I don't think that's something that we'll ever, like, you kind of have to infer. Sure, sure. But that's, but even then, if we, if you were, if we were going to take the 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 uh, intelligence, uh, you know, angle to this, is like, okay, well, what what was accomplished that such now that you can give him up, and like, what is what is so different about whatever he was there to achieve or accomplish or ensnare yeah. you know blah, blah blah than than it was at the beginning and we'll never know but it's but but i'm interested in that question uh about yeah and that's the that's the hardest question to ever answer because Correct. i don't know it's as, not it's like hey why do rapists and murderers continue to rape and murder because they like raping and murdering and so the more you can accomplish the better like i no, i, I not, don't think no, there's anything not, really deep to think about it to be honest no, that's not what the, the question is. Why? Why now? Like, why are they comfortable having him uh, go on trial? Like, revealing all of this now? Right. As a not that his behavior is different, but like yeah. the the culture of silence or complicity around it. Like, and, what, what about that has changed? Yeah, and the power structures of people that he maybe had information on, or right. you know, because a big thing is like he could have blackmailed a lot of people, and that's kind of why people wanted to keep him from kind of being in this thing. Also, the fact that you know, uh, like the FBI, the CIA, like you know, what whoever reached out to. Um, Trump's, uh, I can't remember, I think it was his Department of Labor secretary, the guy that ended up getting Epstein off in Florida when he was tried the first time. Oh, oh. Um, he, people had come up to him, like federal people, he claimed and said, like, hey, this person is useful to us. You can't do anything to them. Right. Like, he belongs to this. Yeah, he belongs yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. I, think that I know how partisan people are when it comes to this Epstein thing because people are like, well, he was buddies with Bill Clinton. And then also he was buddies with Trump. I'm like, elite's gonna elite. Right, right. That's right. And they're all fucking nasty. So, like, what does it matter? Your party affiliation doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, okay. Now, on some brighter... Well, not... This isn't bright. The next thing is bright, maybe. Uh, but the Kellogg strike, it is entering its uh, second or third month. Uh, workers are holding strong, but, of course, the bosses uh, have a problem with that um, and are trying to hire a bunch of scabs uh, to, to you know, get those, get the gears turning and, you know, just there. And I believe the last thing I read was they, um, they're not uh, looking to uh, even uh, speak or, or negotiate with uh, the union anymore. They're, you know, taking a, a scab strategy um, and, you know, some, some very industrious, I think, 
Gen Zers, uh, you know, got wind of this and, you know, we're spamming the spamming the country, the company with, uh, you know, fake resumes to, you know, kind of slow them down in that effort. But, you know, bosses are retrenching and trying to ignore slash, you know, break uh, this labor strike uh, that is, you know, extremely heroic um, uh, with the um, Kellogg's uh, workers during a year where, you know, profits um, rose, you know, we were all at home fucking depressed, dissociating, eating our feelings. Um, and these workers were working punishing, brutal hours, uh, you know, week after week. Um, and they certainly uh, deserve everything they're asking for and more, but things are getting into dicey territory. Who Who's first Who's first up? Kartik. Yeah, um, I, could, I could go. I, mean, I, I was just gonna bring up the fact that today, I think I read uh, a statement by Joe Biden uh, saying that he condemns the like the fact that they were gonna hire um, people like in place of the striking workers, um, which somebody uh, a labor organizer I forget which one um, the one of them that I follow like had highlighted it as like a very rare occasion in which a president has stepped in and like spoken in favor of the labor which is um, sad movement over. Like a yeah, yeah. A statement of condemnation is not even that's not even rising to the level of what should be happening to these bosses. But the fact that that's you know noteworthy is indicative of where we're at. And Go it's ahead. apparently only the second time that it's been done, and the first time was also done by Joe Biden apparently uh, earlier uh, for a strike. I think I don't know if it was John Deere or something. Um, but uh, incidentally, I don't know. Uh, maybe that like speaks to your idea of this being a brighter. Uh, being the brighter side of things, although like it is getting pretty, uh, you know, intense and uh, there's a lot of threats of, I mean, they still haven't called the Pinkertons and stuff like that. I don't know, maybe they have already and and, uh, and whatnot, but um, at least at the moment, there seems to be this, uh, I don't know if the president is on the side of the labor movement or at least is posturing to be on the side or or feels like it's politically advantageous for him to be on the side of the labor movement and like, you know, uh, of the two people who are uh, kind of beginning to get anointed as the Democratic nominee of the 2024 elections and whatnot, if they kind of like start also like throwing their weight behind this. You know what would be nice though? Like maybe mm-hmm. it's a pro act from like languishing in committee or wherever the fuck it is in the Senate. Like maybe let's let's do that if we really if we really want to you know give some red meat to to labor. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not yelling at you. Oh, yeah. That was. But- Aimed at Joe Biden. Sorry. Um, no, no. I mean, like that was illuminating for me as well because I didn't know that it was actually languishing. I thought that they kind of passed a version of it. No, they haven't done anything. Yeah, it's just sitting there. So it's like, f- well, fuck off. I don't, you know, don't give me your condemnation. Give me, give me your legislation that makes that 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 strengthens labor's ability to to form unions, um, to uh, to to have, you know a semblance of some sort of like labor protections that are stronger than, you know, whatever, you know, bullshit constellation of things we have now. It's like, fuck off, Joe. Anyway, sorry. Christina. Uh, Hopefully you guys are boycotting Kellogg's until the situation's all settled. Absolutely. I was craving Eggo waffles, but then I was like, fuck, Kellogg (laughs) owns Eggo. Gonna have to get store brand. Yeah, that's right. I mean, turns out I was boycotting them the whole time, so, you know. Yeah, I don't even buy that shit, so it's not I don't really, yeah, like, there's other, like, bougie cereal brands that I can get that are not, like, Kellogg. You can get whole grain waffles. Better for your body, better for workers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can make them yourself. Like, it's, I I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I've read somewhere that only 14% of the American people are in a union, which means union busting has been working. I don't know that the number is that high. You mean like private sector unions? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's that high. I don't think it's in double digits. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think it's- Oh, like 6%. Force said it believes it's 6%. That's no. low. Like, sure. But also too, a lot of people put their trust in unions, but these days it's so easier for union heads to be corrupted as well. That's right. Which, is, which, which can feed into why a lot of the like anti-union propaganda can work. We seen it. We seen it in Alabama with the Amazon vote. I guess they wanted to unionize, but then they were fed all that crap, and then. And uh, don't yeah. interrupt you. Amazon interfered, and that's why they have to redo it. Yeah, they're gonna be redoing it. Yep. Yep. 
which yeah, is good news. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon absolutely manufactured consent with that respectfully. Yeah, Christina. So yeah, that was, you know, they, 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 yeah. It's they harder to unionize these days. Yeah. It is harder, but I am. I think where where I misspoke initially um, was that there are glimmers of optimism in I think increased interest um, in kind of what a union's purpose is, um, such that you know we have the Starbucks workers in Buffalo um, uh, at a couple of stores, you know, forming a union. Um, it was I think the effort was killed at a third store, but you know that's that's no small thing for service workers to start to. Um, uh, gain some awareness of, uh, you know, potentially the power of a union in protecting um, themselves and being a countervailing force against capital. So that that is a glimmer of hope, even though, as we see, like you know, bosses, they'll, you know, they'll 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 bleed you. They'll they'll wage it out, you know, because you know you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to you know start selling your labor again at some point. So you know they can wage you out. They can you know hire you know they. They're all sorts of dirty tricks that you know are definitely on display um, here, as with um, other notable strikes that we've been through this year. But there are also um, there are also some uh, you know <laughs> glimmers of hope, if one could say that. Cole, did you have uh, did you have any? Yeah, sure. So even though I may have no absolutely no faith in um, electoral politics because there's no reason to, but. Um, in the end, what the Kellogg strike shows is, you know, I talked about it with my boy Sam Sachs at Means TV, where I'm actually a reporter. Um, you know, people coming together is really the only hope that you have. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's really it. That's all you can really count on is looking each other in the face and saying, OK, it's more than a constituency. It's more than a voting black block. It's, it's actual people looking each other in the face and say, OK, I have you. There's a certain sense of camaraderie there. So people oh, okay. are able to come together because of that, you know. Um, you know, action, action through unions and action through labor is really, really the, the, the only way and the only thing that really seems to be woken and, and working and invoking anything. You know, what I, I laugh at people who, you know, me, I, you know, my, my good friend, Jamie has, you know, in our apartment, we were talking, you know, extensively about how people feel about communism. People, the, the issue, you know, with communism is just the nature of the branding and hammer and sickles and all that other shit. But, you know, um, whether you be black or an indi indigenous before an uh, old white man ever wrote about it, we already had inherent communities of doing the right thing to begin with. You know, doing the right thing doesn't take any sort of theory or anything like that. It's just a matter of being honest and keeping your word and saying, you know, I'm going to do the best I can by right for other people and, you know, yeah, invest in the greater good as a, as a society. And as you can see, you know social democrats or whatever soak dims and socialists whatever whatever can say whatever they want but it looks to me like the only thing that's working is actual labor okay actual labor and those people who are committed to labor making those decisions through camaraderie and through through and through labor action i.e the kellogg strike so that type of action seems to be the only thing that's inspiring people and invoking any sort of action so i obviously not only do i support it it's really the only way forward yeah, that's right. And were you were you referring to Jamie Peck? Yeah, that's my good friend. That's my girl. Yeah, I interviewed her when I was in New York, and I got to interview Kartik as well. So Where, where'd you interview her at? Uh, in her apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I come through, like, my apartment's a fucking mess. Let me, let me, just, let me, just, let me just clean it up. Let me just clean it up, okay? And it's like, it's just fucking drug, drugs everywhere. And I'm like, look, this is laying here. Can I smoke this? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I I was gonna smoke it, but I'm a good comrade. You know, you if you've been to her house, you know. Yeah, hey, you know. That's, that's my homie right there. Yep, that's my homie right there. That is funny. Um, yep. yeah, she's she's great. But yeah, uh, I, I worked with her about five hours helping with her on her book pitch. Book pitch. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I helped with that. Very proud moment I had. Excellent. Yeah, she's great. Yep. Um. Okay. Is this? Is this the Amazon or is, what is this um, for us? Yeah. The Amazon, we're moving on? No, that's the Sacramento Fire Department. Oh, I don't know what that is. What happened? Well, that looks like an Amazon truck. Oh, okay. All right. I, all right. Well, we'll start talking about Amazon because we got to let Cole go in a, in a bit. As you know, there were terrible a series of like eight fucking million tornadoes that touched down in the Midwest um, uh, over the weekend. A lot of them touched down, I believe, in Kentucky, some in Illinois, some in Tennessee. 
but uh, there was at least one instance, I don't know that there were two, but there was one instance of a, of a tornado touching down in an area where there was a huge um, Amazon uh, uh, warehouse distribution center. Um, and you know, that the, the tornado, that center was in the tornado's path. Um, and as a result, there have been, I think as of the last I've heard, over 60 workers um, that were that were killed, I believe, as a result. Um, and, you know, as Cole kind of alluded to earlier, this is just kind of, you know, that's the cost of doing business is how like kind of the tone um, that's being taken about this. But um, Cole, did you want to jump in here? Since Sure, sure. Sure. I'll go first, you know. Um, you know, as I, as I already, as I've already talked about, like, you know, this is just for Amazon, this is part of the game, you know, here's what will happen. Nothing, nothing. Um, um, you, you, but the, the news cycle is so vicious by next week, we'll have to be reminded of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing will happen. There will be no consequences. Those individuals who died, their families will mourn them. They will express frustration. They will, you know, they they will yell as loud as they can because I would because those people they loved are the ones who passed. That's right. Who will report on it? A few stories here and there. Three weeks from now, in the general in the general news cycle, to Amazon, it will mean nothing. Right. And you can quote me on it. Three weeks from now, I'll let me. Nothing will happen. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's- didn't the didn't the Amazon CEO issue thoughts and prayers? Yes. Or something like yeah. That? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? When you're rich, when you have enough money to status, you can just do whatever, say whatever you want. Why shouldn't Why shouldn't he just be honest? But yeah, thoughts and prayers. We're going to have another new one up next week. What's good? Right. Yeah. Right. Seeing a lot of people like show support for Amazon and cast out. They're like, well, Amazon didn't know that this tornado was coming. And I'm like, actually, they you, have, you have iPhones, Android, <laughs> right? People, weather apps. Our phones right. come with weather apps. Like seriously, it's specifically for your town. They'll tell you what the fuck is going on. And I mean, I wonder. And I mean, we'll maybe we'll find out more going forward. And I mean, it's at at this point, it, it feels kind of moot because you know so many people lost their lives. But are there not? Are, are there not for 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 where any business in Tornado Alley? Are there not like specifications on like uh, having a a a, a room to maybe keep you safe i don't know it, shelter or yeah. whatever you know like are there not like osha again i mean it's osha so like lol but i mean yeah. are there not osha standards for businesses in you know a tornado prone area in 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 yeah. like a uh, what's the word i'm looking for and uh the shit you're supposed to do when yeah when you- like a to- like when a tornado hits or whatever right. like, like i know like, what call it? like a protocol or whatever yeah to- all they know is sirens were going off that's basically tornado coming but uh, I do know that the excuse also was, well, cell phones were not allowed in the warehouse as well. So I'm like, oh, so first of all, that makes no sense because, you know, Amazon did not know what was going on. But also at the same time, they don't allow their workers to be on their like have their phones with them. Right. Some, right something about that is. I'm sure true. you can hear the sirens go off like crazy. Sure. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that. Uh, I'm sure that there, there, there will be more to come out in a couple of days before, again, like Cole said, you know, the, the, the news cycle just completely moves on as if, you know, this never happened, but it just seems extremely curious to me that this, you know, can I interrupt before I go? That was so high. Yeah. I'm sorry. On what you're saying, you know, on the way to the Trump presidency, I read some of the most horrid and disgusting depositions. And keep in mind, I worked in a group home shelter. Mm-hmm. I wrote some really horrific depositions from teenage girls, basically detailing rapes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave a shit. Mm. It didn't matter. Sure. And, and it hurt me to read that. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about these, like, um, you know, talking about, like, like I said, there are people literally trapped inside. Um, I will tell you guys right now, having been in the service. Yes. I've been in a room full of actual burnt dead bodies. It's the smell. I'll never forget it, et cetera. That's why I don't make guillotine memes or wish death. Cause I've seen it. So I'm not going to sit there and act like I want to keep seeing it because I fucking don't. Right. But at the same time, like for me, it's nothing to joke about. But at the same time, like the, like these people are gone. Mm-hmm. And, and and like I said, these horrific accounts that I've already sort of read about, things like that, like it, it, it's, 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 it's sad and it's terrible. When you're talking about regulations, things like that, like when you're Amazon, not only do you have enough money to skip by that shit, That's right. you have enough money to have them beg for more. 
Like, hey, I'll bid four more mm-hmm. factories. You'll get even more jobs. It'll look yep. good for you electorally. Yep. 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 So, so again, like I know that's what they'll do. Yep. You know, and 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 they they they'll do it. Everything will be fine. They, you know, when you have enough money to get away with it, you can do it. Yep. And and that's the worst thing about all of this for me personally is again human lives are the cost of doing business, and it's an yep. acceptable cost to so many. Um, oh, more 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 than acceptable. Yeah, necessary. More than acceptable. acceptable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 necessary because the moment we start valuing people, then what good are green pieces of paper? That's right. That's right. I, I do have to go, guys. I have to have a meeting, and then I have to do my own goddamn show. Otherwise, I would yeah. love to stay because I can't solve my man. So anything I can do to support, of course, Forrest. You know, and like I said, Karthik, you know, we already working on something. And Christina, we talk very frequently. You know, hopefully you can get that time off, okay? Yes. So, and even if you can, we'll see, we'll see what we can do for you. Like I said, I know these folks, you know? I know these folks. So it's good to see everybody. And like I said, you know, um, if you need me back in another month, Kenzo, I always make time. You know, I'm very busy today. But I always make time because you know if you if you can't make time for your comrades if we can't believe in each other then who are we gonna believe in? That's it. You know, remember I told you labor action, looking each other in the face and say, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." Believing in each other is all we have left because again, when there's not an America anymore, again we'll have to look to each other. I'm not gonna be looking to well, what are the Dems looking like on this? The social <laughs> Democrats? No, we're gonna have to look to each other. That'll be it. All right, guys, good to see you guys. I gotta go. Bye, Cole. Bye, Cole. Thank you. Well, and then there were three. Um, yeah, this is this is this is horrific, and I at least hope that there's a there's a hearing. I mean, all these things seem terribly inadequate because the human loss of life is so overwhelming. But like, it seems like there should have been some mitigation efforts in place, and that the death toll either could have been avoided altogether or substantially lower. Am I crazy? Yeah. There there are like articles to explain like how a tornado could hit now, and I'm like, it's climate change. Yeah, that's right. My mom's like, it's tornado season. I'm like, mom, tornado season is springtime. Yeah, it's summertime. <laughs> that's, to be. that's right. I'm like, they probably did not think it would happen, but guess what? Right. It's happening. That's so right. they better be prepared because we've seen testimonies on what Amazon workers have had to go through. No bathroom breaks, having to, you know, urinate in bottles, having yep. to like not you know suffer through heat strokes and whatnot and not get the proper care they needed this is nothing new and out of the ordinary for amazon right yep the spin there have got to be working over time to i don't know put out some new sappy commercial you know making it seem like amazon is this cuddly friendly family friendly corporate actor i'm gonna barf at the first one i see but Kartik, do you have anything else to say on this subject before we wrap up yeah i mean uh the the one uh, it's tangential but at the same time i feel like it's kind of important to (laughs) make forest went there like a nomad land is going to be for every you know tragedy like this that happens like chloe sao would come and make another nomad land uh but i was going to say tangentially um uh, this week also saw, you know, Shama Sawant kind of holding on to her yeah. seat, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, I'm, I'm also like kind of bring this up because I've interviewed her once and uh, I kind of, I mean, like real deep person uh, getting to speak to somebody like that. And like, it's just the the, the kind of vision and the uh, sort of focus that she had was exclusively to like bleed these people off like a lot of money. And uh, which which she did like through the tax Amazon thing and like they kind of retaliated how they uh, tried to you know force the recall vote and like make it seem like it's the people's choice and whatnot. So that's why like I kind of treat the uh, Shamasawant uh, recall election as like the people versus the recall. Yeah. Um, and I and I feel like uh, that's kind of I mean somebody said this I forget who maybe this was like David Sirota or somebody maybe not uh, maybe I, I don't know. Uh, in Twitter, like you see names like saying stuff uh, and that you don't even remember. But uh, somebody said that you need somebody like her in every city council and like maybe there could be something uh, that you can extract out of these companies, hold them accountable in some sort of way. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. I, I feel like um, you the only way you can probably like get anything on these people is, is to take their money and, uh, and a lot of it and like, you know, willfully demand it and like establish the infrastructure and the, and the, and the kind of um, power and the authority in the, you know, local governments to actually take it from them and or, or like not even allow them to build factories and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't know if you can really genuinely get any kind of reparations or damages 
because you know they'll always find a way to weasel out of that type of uh, payment or negotiation. So um, it's kind of bleak as far as this is concerned. But I think the the way forward would have to be to you know like build the mechanisms by which you can actually hold them accountable rather than to even aim to hold them accountable for this particular tragedy which i don't know i don't like cole i kind of echo i guess like cole's bleakness uh, which which isn't it's not something that gives me a lot of pleasure but i feel like that's kind of uh, where we are yeah i mean speaking of uh, kashama she like that i think i hope that her uh, defeat of the recall effort is a canary in the coal mine for um, other places like, you know, I live in San Francisco and uh, the capitalists, the venture capital class here is going after our DA, uh, Chester mm. Levine, um, in an effort to recall him. You know, they're, you know, they, they, they're basically blaming everything you could possibly blame someone for, you know, it's everything is Chester's fault, but at the heart of it, uh, it's him um, taking uh, gig companies, gig economy companies like DoorDash um, and Handy uh, to task for, you know, wage theft um, of, of, you know, their their the labor force, um, them not getting, you know, PP, PPE protections um, during the, the beginning height of the pandemic. So, you know, he's, he, he's taking them to task for their their, their crimes against workers, which aren't typically prosecuted. Um, and of course, you know, they, they, the capitalist class here can't fathom that. And so he's fighting for his life. And I, I hope that we're able to mount a good enough, uh, or uh, amount a good enough organization on the ground to defeat it, because that's exactly uh, right. What you were saying, like you have to, you, you have to be willing to I have structures in place, electorally or otherwise, to be able to extract capital from them to kind of like keep them in line uh, on behalf of a population. So, I hope uh, I hope we're able to do what the people of Seattle uh, did for Kashama, for Chessa, and the other recall efforts we have that are dumb as hell going <laughs> that are going on here. Um, Christina, do you have anything you wanna you wanna say to wrap us up? Because I think we're about at time. Uh, well, I just want to say one thing about like with the one last thing about the Amazon thing. I know a lot of people feel guilty about buying from Amazon, people who also do identify us on the left. I'm like, you know, I'm like, they're not, they're not releasing their products the day of anymore. So you don't, it, we're in the middle of like a supply chain inflation happening. Uh, they're, just buy, just try to buy from like the actual like brand that you're getting it from. Because it's not like it's gonna get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's gonna be late. So there used to be those memes where it's like prime delivery ships out like five, like two minutes after you would like hit like click buy. But yeah. I'm like, it ain't happening anymore. But hopefully, with uh, Louis DeJoy, hopefully his days are numbered. That the United States Postal Service will run a bit more uh, smoothly. Yeah, let's hope. Um, yeah, but don't beat your. No one should beat themselves up. You know, if you're, if there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. If you need to get what the fuck you need to get, like whatever. But do, but yep. you can buy, yep. buy from the brand and and but don't beat yourself up. That's yeah. about it. All right, friends. Um, thank you for joining me this week on Meet the Left. Thank you, Kenzo, for putting uh, the show together and making sure it runs smoothly every week. Um, it was a pleasure pinch hitting as uh, a sub substitute host. <laughs> and it was great to be able to speak with Cole, who, who just hopped off uh, a little bit ago, uh, Christina and Kartik, as usual. Um, thank you, everyone. And I hope you have a good Sunday evening. And next time I'll turn on a fucking light so you can actually see me. <laughs> You're gorgeous, though. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. So you very kind. Bye, everyone.
Kommt mal mehr Kids auf die Ball.